What is up guys? Zach in here. We are live in today's video. I'm going to go over the 10 most important questions you must ask your motivated cash buyers or just non-motivated cash buyers. Uh, guys, in this video, we're really going to break down the most important things you have to be asking your cash buyers. If they are motivated enough to sell to you, these are the questions they have to go through. It's a little gauntlet uh, to ask them, but this is going to be really important, guys. So these questions you have to be asking your cash buyers because if you did not ask them these questions, this is not a good cash buyer. This is something you should run from. And honestly, it's not going to be a good wholesaling real estate deal. And you're just not going to get sold. So guys, we're going to break it down today and really share exactly the most important questions to ask. And I think it's really a huge problem because most people, they're not vetting their cash buyers the right way. And honestly, it's a pretty simple process to do. And really, you just go through line by item by line item here. They'll be really easy to do. And obviously, you guys know freeholesling.com. We share exactly how to find these cash buyers, like really simply. So it really shouldn't be a big deal or really a big hassle. So, guys, before we get into it, I only ask one thing. I give this for free. So please do me one huge favor. Like one huge favor I always ask from everyone. If you're watching this, just do me a favor really quick. Smash that like button and subscribe. If you smash that like button, subscribe, comment, guys. This is a live video. I'd love to go talk to you guys and see how I can help you learn wholesaling real estate absolutely for free. So let's get into it and let's kind of break down exactly the right things you have to be asking your cash buyers. But this is not a Zach Ginn, this is not a flip with Rick video without one thing. And this is how you know this is a live video. This is how you know this is a legit awesome video that's going to get jacked up because we got to jack the people up before I start my lives. I cannot do a live stream without the people getting jacked up, ready to go to learn wholesaling real estate. So Let's cue the intro. Let's get it going. Let's learn some wholesaling. Woo! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up, and get the guy cold, though. Time to wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. Let's get it. Let's go. I'm telling you guys, this is the time to learn wholesaling real estate. This is the time to start learning exactly how to get it going today. Absolutely for free in wholesaling real estate. We got we got the P emoji. Let's go wholesaling houses for real team. Everyone's here ready to learn the exact questions to be asking because we're getting some really good like questions here. I mean, we got one right here. You know, one of my cash buyers asked me, this is what should I respond? So I'm excited. A lot of people are getting asked questions here from cash buyers. They want to know, guys, this is a live show. So exactly, I'm going to show you the right ways to learn this stuff. So guys, let's kind of break down the top 10 questions you have to be asking your cash buyers to make sure they're motivated enough to be a really good wholesaling deal. Because guys, in this market today, as of this live video, we are in a seller's market. And us real estate wholesalers, we are in the business of selling contracts. This is our market right now to go out here and sell the cash buyers. Cash buyers are basically begging us for deals. 
It is not the other way around where we're begging for cash buyers to, to go buy our house. We can really be in the opportunity where it's like, hey, I can sell this to a million cash buyers. This isn't the case if the market's bad. This is a really good market for wholesaling real estate where the cash buyer needs to really be working for us. You know, they have to be, they also have to be uh, begging for us to sell the deal to them. That's really the way you should be doing this. And I'm going to show you exactly the top 10 questions, the live video. So I answer everything for you guys live, all the questions you have. I'm ready to go. I'm really excited. I'm excited to share and excited to go after it. So guys, the most important thing you have to be watching. I know some people always come in late. So if you come in late, you lost this. And if you're watching the replay, you're lucky you're at the, this point here. But uh, this is something that we have preached here on the real estate, like just on wholesaling houses for real Facebook group, on the on both of our YouTube channels, on, on everything. We've preached this since day one. And this is this acronym. So the question one through five, these are the first five questions you have to ask your cash buyer. This is what you're going to ask. And this is really easy for you to remember. This is an acronym. I... I love acronyms. If you guys know this, I'm an acronym fiend. So I always love just listening and talking to people and then thinking what I'm going to say with acronyms. So questions one through five, you have to ask your motivated seller is PASSAR. Let me say this one more time. PASSAR. So if you're talking to a cash buyer, a motivated uh, cash buyer, I might have said motivated seller by accident, sorry. But uh, PASSAR is what we're going to have to So write this down, especially when you're talking to a motivated cash buyer is you have to make sure if they're a really good cash buyer, they have to pass the PASSAR. So I've tried the, 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 the monograms on it. PASSAR is the best one that I used to remember it. Rick's taught, taught this like forever. Uh, but guys, you got to remember PASSAR. So let's kind of break down what PASSAR is because PASSAR, P-A-S-A-R, P-A-S-A-R, five. That, that's the first five questions you have to be asking pretty much in order. And these are going to be the most important questions to be asking. So if you have this written down and now we can go after, it's kind of like the Ford method. I know everyone's been saying this here, uh, but it's PASSAR. So what is PASSAR? So number one, P for PASSAR is proof. P is proof. So the most important question, the first thing we got to be asking is, hey, cash buyer, can I get a proof that you're a cash buyer? Like that's what it is. So you might be asking, you know, what is a cash buyer? Cash buyers to someone who's going to buy our real estate wholesaling contracts from us for cash. This is not a hard, did I meant, did I say cash buyer or did I say hard money buyer or private money? Private money is fine, but like hard money or loan buyer. Did I say hard money buyer or loan buyer? No, I said cash buyer. This is a huge problem. I think a lot of people are having is that they are going after here and they think, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I, the, my cash buyer is using hard money. It's not a cash buyer then. They need to buy the property cash. If they have private money, that's fine. That's cash technically, so that's fine. But you just have to remember this, guys. Cash. I, I cannot stress. I don't know why this is such a like a, a crazy stressful big deal for people, but your cash buyer is going to have to buy it for cash. So P is proof. So proof is going to be, hey, show me proof that you're a cash buyer. How do you do this? Really simple. It's called a proof of funds, specifically a proof of funds letter. A proof of funds letter basically states it is a letter from the bank or a screenshot of somebody's bank account showing that they have the money. Let's say I'm trying to sell my real estate wholesaling deal. I locked it up for a hundred. I'm trying to sell for 110, make 10 grand, right? Pretty simple real estate wholesaling deal. If my cash buyer, the person who wants to buy this contract from me has $80,000 in their bank account, they're not going to buy my house for hundred that, that property for 110 and pay closing costs. Are you kidding me? 
that's not going to be a good wholesaling deal. So obviously they need to show a proof of funds from the bank, Chase Bank, BB&T, TD, Ameritrade, like whatever bank they, they, they use. And they have to go prove that they actually have the money in their bank account. I don't care that you, I, I don't care that you say you have the money in your bank account, go show proof. You, you know, it's, it's like me, you know, I'm 22 years old. Uh, I'm a seven figure wholesaler. And you know, a lot of people like uh, off the street or like a realtor that they're, they're going to see me off the bat and say, Oh, th this guy's full of it. He, he doesn't have the money to buy the $600,000 uh, multifamily deal. And then guess what I do? Here's a proof of funds letter from my bank. Right. Boom. And then they shut up. They're like, okay, you're fine. That is like more important than age. It's like money in the bank account. What kind of cash you got? Right. So proof is going to be one of the most important things you're going to be asking. I need proof from the cash buyer that you can actually buy it. Proof of funds, get a screenshot of their bank account or an actual proof of funds letter. Not a let. This is a really important thing for a lot of real estate wholesalers starting out have a problem with. And you'll get a proof of funds letter, but it'll say, Oh, this is uh, let's say let's use me for example. I'm a fraudulent cash buyer, right? I'll give you a letter saying, "Oh, I'm a cash buyer." It says Zach in is approved for up to four hundred thousand uh, dollars for a line of credit from Johnson C Lending. That is not a proof of funds letter, okay? I need a letter from a bank account, not from a hard money lender, okay? This is a big thing a lot of people have a problem starting out is they'll get a letter like that saying, oh, uh, you know, hard money lender is, a, you know, Zach Dinn's approved for $300,000 line of credit to buy a house. That's, no, because then you have inspectors coming through. It's, you're going to ruin the deal. So you need to get a cash, proof of funds for cash. I, I, I'm, I'm, you guys got, might get annoyed at this, but like I'm going to be saying this as slow and detailed as possible because there's so many new people that get destroyed in wholesaling real estate because they don't get this and they like oh and I, I get this all the time I, I get these on the on the Thursday calls like Zach this deal fell apart I don't know what possibly happened and I'm like well, let's break it down oh yeah the cash buyers a uh, hard money person got denied and we lost the deal I'm like why would you let someone with hard money try to buy your deal right like, like this is the issues we're seeing in wholesaling real estate, right? That uh, these cash buyers are not cash buyers. They're hard money lenders. This is a huge problem we see in this industry. So just be careful with that. Next here is authority. So PASAR, P-A-S-A-R, authority. What is authority? The person you're talking to, make sure they actually have the authority to make the decision to buy or sell a property. I see a lot of cash buyers that were the flipping organizations where the person you're talking to, they the cash buyer actually has to get approved from you know their, their boss or something. Make sure this person you're talking to actually has the authority to go be buying these houses and actually making decisions to sell it or not. Um, I see a lot of problems where someone's cash buyer, uh, maybe it's a realtor, and they have to go inspect it, the realtor inspect it, and then the actual cash buyer comes through and inspect it. No, I need the authority person to go walk through the house and give me their proof of funds letter. I, you have to make sure you're talking to someone who can actually make the decision, like wholesaling real estate. We're not going to go sign a contract with somebody who doesn't have, actually have the decision. So if uh, a mom and dad want to sell the house, they're motivated sellers. I'm not going to let the 16-year-old son go and uh, negotiate with him, right? Go with the authority person, right? It's going to be really important. You don't want to waste your time. You're building relationships with your cash buyers. You got to make sure what it is with the right person. I, I cannot say this enough. Uh, you need to make sure you're selling it to people who have cash. Hard money is different. If this is a different type of deal, sure. But I'm telling you, most of the time we're talking about when I do a video about cash buyers, they're different than hard money buyers. I think it's a big shock for a lot of people, but it, I don't know. Next here is speed. So PASAR, P-A-S-A-R, said P is proof, A is authority, S is speed. 
how fast can they close on the deal? How like how fast are they willing to go go to a property, look at it? How fast do they need to make a decision? Pass R S speed. How much time does it take for them to close? Um, it's it's pretty important uh, because if they if, if it's going to take them three months to go close on one deal, it's probably not a good cash buyer. They're how. Uh, they have to actually be comfortable closing within 30, 45 days, obviously. Obviously, I, I won't push some like a lot of people sometimes need the money to get in or get the funds ready to go purchase a property or purchase the property for cash. Uh, so speed's gonna be really important. What's their speed? How fast they actually close in a deal? Are, are they fast enough to go out there and do it? Uh, next is you want to A is for Avatar. And Avatar, uh, this this is an Avatar of the Lost Airbender. This is an Avatar of the movie. Uh, this is at like, what is the perfect avatar for this cash buyer? So we, we want to understand more about the properties they want to buy. And we also want to understand what type of cash buyer they are. And this is really important. I don't think a lot of people starting out in this business understand cash buyers are not all the same. They are all completely different. They're like motivated sellers. Each one is perfectly different. Each one's different. Human beings, every human being's like different in their own great way, right? So each cash buyer has different wants and different needs. I think that's really important. You got to understand the wants and needs also of your cash buyer. I have mo I have cash buyers. They're going to buy the property cash. So I guess they're all lumped in that one category, right? But you have to understand I have cash buyers. Their most important thing is how much rental income they can get and their ROI return on investment for themselves. And then like just for cash flow, these are buy and hold people, sometimes slumlords, right? They, they, they just want to buy Section 8 housing. Perfect, right? Those are one type. Now I have another type of cash buyer here who is flippers. All they care about is how much money they can make on the flip. They don't care about cash flow. They don't care. Hey, can I buy this, renovate in three months, put it back in the market, make a profit? That's how much they care about it, you know? And then like, I got the brand new ones. I, I got the people who are just trying to do this, this, or that. You, you got to understand the perfect type of avatar. It's very important what kind of criteria they want. Also, like, what's the perfect avatar of a house for them? Hey, Zach, I'm looking for three bedroom, two baths at maximum. I don't want to buy anything over 250,000. ARV can't be over 400. And then I got other cash buyers like, hey, I only want multifamily. Oh, I only want to do luxury flips. Like you have to understand what type of cash buyer because you're creating a relationship. You kind of want to put them in sections, you know? Uh, I think it's pretty important to do because at, at the end of the day, uh, you want to be in, in the role where you're getting so many properties that like, oh my gosh, it's a three, two in Western Port St. Lucie. I know a buyer for that. Oh, this is kind of a, a, a disgusting house, but it, it can rent fine section eight. Oh, I got a cash buyer for that. You don't want to go try to do the little uh, beat up $40,000 section eight house with a, in a high crime rate area with the person who wants to do luxury flips for like 400 K plus, right? Like you just got to understand what the type of avatar for your cash buyer you can put them all in there. Podio is great. You, you can do everything in there. Freeholsting.com kind of like breaks it down and shares it. Um, next here is results. I think it's a pretty important one. Um, I think results is a big, like you want to understand someone's results. So pass R is really important for understanding if your cash buyer is not a cash buyer or not. One of the most stressful things is when you think of a cash buyer and it ends up that was just a wholesaler trying to screw you and trying to like daisy chain it, at, which I, I hate saying lingo that goes over people's heads. Daisy, cha Daisy chaining is like, I I'm saying I'm a cash buyer. So I get it. I lock up an assignment with you and then I go try to find another cash buyer. I don't, I didn't even have the prop, like the funds to go close on the deal. That's not good. You know, I, I'm not really a big fan of that. So you got to be careful too with that too. It's just, 
a lot of wholesalers out here, they just, it, it, it's a mess because a lot of people are starting to daisy chain more and more. A lot of people are just not actually doing the results. So uh, results, my definition of it is really asking the cash buyer their history. You know, how many properties do you currently own? What kind of properties are, are do you own? What are your goals for, for buying these properties for cash? And what are some of the recent houses you've bought in the past? And those are really important to know because I've like, oh my gosh, she's bought four houses this month already. It's probably a good cash buyer. You can also do this yourself, Pastor. You don't even have to ask these questions. You can actually even look it up. Like, hey, what's your company's name? Let me check your results. It's like, oh, okay, I can look online the public deeds and say, okay, you know, I don't know, Aventura LLC has bought uh, four deals. They're flipping it. Looks like they make a profit. Looks, looks like a good cash buyer there. It's very important that, that you understand that. Uh, because it, it's really going to help you out, uh, especially when you're starting out. Uh, so results is going to be really important. Uh, next here is um, number six. So that's pass R. That's really going to help you out, especially when you're starting out in this business of which is a good deal, which is not a good deal. Uh, next here, number six is, are you comfortable if I make $100,000 on this deal if you buy it for X amount of dollars? Now, I'm going to be very slow and very detailed on this one because this is probably one of the most important questions you have to be asking. Because if your cash buyer is not comfortable with you making a billion dollars on a deal, that's not good. What I mean by this, we want to get the cash buyers that are greedy. We want to get ones that are jealous out of here. Those are not good ones. For example, I've had this plenty of times before where um, I've done JV, JV, JV deals with some because I always ask these questions. Our team does. So obviously we never really have this issue, but I'm JVing with someone in like Montana. Or, or, okay. For example, the only example I really have on this is a, is deal at JV in North Carolina, like back, like, like a year and a half ago, uh, like in the height of the panoramic, I don't know how to call it, say it the right way without the keywords showing up, but uh, this cash buyer, he was completely just so we were making i think 20k on the deal and the cash buyer was so hurt because we had our contract for 30 selling for 50 okay western north carolina they were so upset that i was making twenty thousand dollars on the deal and they felt like they should have bought it for 35 that they're like i'm not buying this i'm not paying you twenty thousand on the assignment i i don't like that but i'm like you agree to buy this for 50 and they're like i don't like that you're making 50 because the, the other person I was shaving with found the cash buyer. Duh, right? So you, you have to ask this question because your cash buyer should not should only care about the purchase price, not how much you're making on the deal. And if they understand that, they're fine with it. Because I've had cash buyers. I'm making 70K on the assignment. They don't care. Like They're, they're like, fine, good for you making 70K. I, this is my purchase price. I'm good with that. Give me more deals. That's great. If they get jealous, that could destroy the deal. So you got to ask if they're comfortable. If you make, let's say an example, let's say you're selling a deal for 200. Say, hey, and let's say you've had a contract for like 150. I would say this. Hey, Mr. Cash Buyer, are you okay? For example, here, you're you're buying this for 200. Are you okay if I made $100,000 on this deal? But let's say my summit fee is 100K. Are you okay with that if you buy it for 200? Sure. I, I say this too all the time. Hey, Mr. Cash Buyer, are you okay if you're buying this for 200, right? Yeah. Are you okay if I make $199,000 on the assignment? Would that bother you at all? No, I don't care. As long as I buy it for 200, that's what you're trying to do. They say, I think I, if they say, I have a problem if you're making over $10,000 on an assignment here, 
next one, right? Like I, we, we, we don't want to deal with that. So I think it's pretty important we understand that uh, so we know what's the right type of cash buyer for us. Uh, next here is number seven. You know, we will be using blank your title company. You have, this is kind of a question, kind of a statement. Kind of a question, kind of a statement here. But you have to make sure the cash buyer understands that they'll be using your title, title company, not their title company. So if my title company is ABC Title Company and uh, they're the title company that I use and I prefer and I like, that's great, right? We'll be using them. Uh, so the issue is if you use somebody else's title company, then the cat the seller's going to be a little weird out because using a different type of title company that could spook them on the deal. That's not really going to be too good. And then next here is that they use their title company. Maybe they're not comfortable with assignments or they're going to ruin the deal or just call the seller and be like, Hey, do you know Zach is making $20,000 in the assignment? This is kind of weird. I've had title companies do that to me. So you got to make sure you use your wholesaling friendly title company, not the cash buyer's favorite title company. If your cash buyer is okay with that, should be fine. Number eight here, we have to ask, what is your criteria? So we have to ask what kind of criteria they want. This is kind of close to avatar results, uh, but sometimes you might ask this question in a different way. What's your max ARV? What area do you want to buy? Are you like some cash buyers? Like I'm only buying in this city or this zip code. Even there might be a city north. They don't want to deal with it. It's a different county. They don't like it. They want some cash buyers want their uh, rentals near each other. So you just got to be careful of that. So that's one thing you, you definitely have to consider is sometimes cash buyers are not comfortable with, uh, with being in a different area. So that's something you got to ask. Number nine here. I have instructions. And what are instructions? Inst I wrote kind of vaguely on their instructions, but I, I think it's kind of important you understand is you have to understand. This is really important that your cash buyer has to be okay with your process of selling the deal. If they do not follow your process at all, you can't sell the deal to them. If they understand that, it'll be fine. What are your instructions? So, like one example, Mr. Cash Buyer, is if you're walking through the house, you can't be talking to the seller. This could potentially ruin the deal for me and ruin the deal for you and all your potential deals. Some of my other instructions are, I require a five or $3,000 non-refundable deposit on my deals. X, Y, Z, boom, boom, boom. This is my title company we're using. If this is something you're okay with, I would love to sell the deals to you and probably give you first, first server priority on it, right? Uh, some cash buyers like the exclusivity of that. Uh, some wholesalers get a little, they get a little on their high horse on, you're my, you're my star cash buyers list. I'm like, oh, I'm on the, on the C list, right? Some wholesalers will have A lists, P lists, C lists. Uh, you just got to see which list you could make someone in there. But like, I, I kind of have them all popped up. I got my top tier cash buyers, obviously, but you just got to understand that too. And lastly, probably one of the most important questions. This isn't a deal breaker, um, but this will help you know if you have to do more, uh, it, like if you have to do more handholding with this cash buyer. And this is a pretty important question. I think everyone should ask this. But number 10 here is, have you purchased from a wholesaler before Mr. Cash Buyer? Why, why do I have to ask this? Why is this a really important one for you to know? This is because if your cash buyer hasn't purchased from a wholesaler before, maybe they're not comfortable with the wholesaling real estate process. Maybe they don't know much about the wholesaling real estate process. This means we're probably going to have to go explain wholesaling to them and see if they're okay with that. 
Obviously, if they bought from wholesalers before, they understand the process. It's easy, good to go. Maybe it's their first or second time with a wholesaler. You just have to explain your process, see if they're comfortable with it, and then go from there. The worst is when you think you got it, and then the cash buyer gets spooked or uncomfortable and you lose the deal. Um, you just got to understand that. So uh, those guys are the 10 questions you have to be asking your cash buyers. If you're not asking your cash buyers this, you're losing out on the deal. Uh, you're going to have a wholesaler go try to screw up the deal for you. Uh, you're going to have greedy competition. Um, another huge, really important part here is on the bottom right here, uh, we got freewholesaling.com right here. This is freewholesaling.com. At freewholesaling.com, we give out our free assignment of contract for our cash buyers. Also, our purchase and sale agreement, obviously. This assignment of contract is going to be very important for you to use with your cash buyers at freewholesaling.com because we have had lawyers written it. These are the assignment of contract that I use in my business to run a seven-figure operation. It's a, it's free. Everything's free, guys. Just letting you know, I'm not, I'm not a guru trying to sell you a crazy, stupid course. Okay, I'm not showing you 10 grand for this stuff. Some people do. Even 30 grand I saw. Um, but freewholesaling.com, the reason why I stress this enough because a lot of people get bad assignment of contracts where on the assignment of contract where a cash buyer have clauses just to screw you in, in those deals. And you got to understand like one example is if you get a price reduction from your seller. So if you go to the seller and say, hey, you know, seller, I, I got to reduce the house by 10K for the purchase price. If you don't have it written out exactly, the cash buyer could just be getting a $10,000 better price, not you. That's why our assignment of contract helps protect you in all facets and at all facets of assignment of contracts. If your cash buyer tries to screw you, it's basically clearly stated in our assignment of contract that we get that five to three thousand dollar non-refundable earnest money deposit. It's all in there, locked in legally to help you out. Obviously, you want to go to your title company to make sure that assignment of contract is good with them because they're the ones who's obviously going to pay you and give you your earnest money if someone tries to screw you. You can use that for a legal agreement if you got to sue someone, unfortunately. Um, if a cash buyer tries to screw you, um, it'll help you out in that. So that's why at freewholesaling.com, I stress so much uh, that you have to be out here. And honestly, like, at the end of the day, the, the reason why it is absolutely crucial and so important so you don't get screwed out on your wholesaling real estate deal. So let's kind of bring up some questions we got here about cash buyers today, general real estate wholesaling questions. I would love to answer all of them you possibly have and uh, really bring it from the top. All the questions we got here for wholesaling real estate. I'm, exa I'm excited. Taylor knows what's up. Hey, y'all hit the like button before we get distracted. Taylor knows what's up. Appreciate that. Uh, bring it, Zach. Bring it, Zach. I love it. Um, question here from Wayne. I uh, tried asking yesterday. I drove around in counties north of New York City. I just found a bunch of vacant distressed properties. Awesome. Is it worth trying to wholesale or just buy and flip knowing it will take longer? In my opinion, Wayne, wholesaling real estate is so much better than fix and flipping. Fix and flipping is going to cost you three to four months of your life fix and flipping that one deal to make an extra $10,000. Where in wholesaling real estate, you can do so much more volume where maybe you're not going to make that extra 10K. But for that four months, you could probably do three or four extra deals, which will over pay you so much more than that fix and flip opportunity. So Wayne, just understand wholesaling real estate in the long term, in the economies of scale, wholesaling is going to just destroy fix and flipping every single day of the week. Now, this is different than like wholesaling where you're in and out in a month, maybe, maybe 2K and rehab. That's fine. For our six-figure deals, it's worth it. But for most people for wholesaling real estate, just wholesaling is way better. Justin, what is up? Sup? Kenny, Kenny, 
Uh, Kenny's the boy in Texas. He's a man in Texas. Uh, creative finance guy. Hit him up on Facebook. He's a great dude. Julian says, woo! Got some Ric Flair woo in the house tonight. Yeah, what is up? Dwayne, what is up? Let's go. Dave says the music's awful. Oh, my. Come on, Dave. I, you're in the wrong channel, buddy, because uh, th that music's going to be on for a little bit. <laughs> I have the same looper. Awesome. So let's kind of get some questions going. You know, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, so let's get it going. Corey. Corey says, um, actually, guys, let me know in the comments. Do you guys want background music? I'd also want to know if you guys would like to see background music. Because um, we got background music for the streams. I started working on it. So uh, if you guys want background music, you let me know. Uh, maybe it's more enjoyable. Maybe it sounds better than just my voice. Uh, you let me know uh, in the comments. We'll start... I'll probably pop some background music on if you want. Um, nothing copyrighted, obviously, but uh, let me know. Uh, let's get it going. So Corey, what is up, Corey? Uh, when you ask your uh, Corey says, when you ask a buyer for proof of funds, do you see a personal or business name to ensure it's a legit proof of funds? Corey, amazing question. When you have your proof of funds, make sure it's in their business name or their personal name. A lot of people buy properties in business corporations, kind of like me. Uh, so make sure it's in their personal or business name. It really doesn't matter at that point. Stony, anagrams, my bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so Crystal says yes. Dwayne wants lo-fi hip hop. All right, see what we got. All right, I'm gonna try to make this. Tell me if this is too loud. I don't think it's going to be too loud, but um, we'll see. We'll try a lo-fi. All right, this is too loud. You let me know. I'm going to put it at a 20 and just start answering questions. I don't know. Make the make the live experience more enjoyable for you guys. I, I don't know if it's too loud or not. We'll... Uh, All right. Yeah, we're getting getting funky in here. <laughs> uh, let's go answer some questions and see what we got. But um, what is up, guys? So let's see. Hey, Zach, I try to get the probate list, pull public records. I called the Superior Court, but they never picked up the phone. I tried to do it online. All righty. All righty. Um, let's see here. Hello, hello. Alrighty. I'll just confirm everyone can hear me here, but um, yeah. Brandon says, so do you not sell to buyers that use hard money? Uh, no, I, I don't sell to buyers that use hard money. Uh, unfortunately, with hard money, there's going to be inspections. Uh, there's points on there. Sometimes they don't like the closing uh, company or sometimes they don't like the, you have to go basically ask permission from someone to get the hard money and always it's stressful to the end. Sometimes I've done hard money. If it's a vacant property, property maybe, uh, but for a lot of times it, it's really not good and, and definitely not one that I personally am recommending right now. Um, just confirm the audio is working here. I uh, just want to make sure the audio is working just in case. Uh, let's check here, testing. All right, I got to put that in the background. That's too much. All right, just checking on this. Sorry, guys, I'm new. I'm new to this. 
I'm new to this stuff. So let's put it at a 15. All right, perfect. So uh, what is hard money? So basically hard money is, uh, most of the time hard money is uh, basically a loan someone gets to buy a property and they got to get approval. It's not like a longer loan, like a mortgage, but uh, it's usually really expensive, but it's still pretty good. Roshen says, hey, Zach, I tried to get the probate list. Uh, I put a public record request. They told me to go to code enforcement and they told me to go to the clerk and they told me to go to Superior Court. Um, Roshen, let me know what county you're in. I'll uh, go see. I called the Superior Court, but they never pick up the phone call. I tried to do online and you got to go in person, man. Uh, salute, Zach. Thank you. I appreciate it. Salute. <laughs> Uh, man, I just keep putting in the work for four months and I got nothing, man. Let me know what kind of marketing I see. I hate seeing that, but again, at the same time, you got to let me know what type of marketing you're using, man, because it, it's definitely going to change up what I think or what I recommend for you. So just understand that. Like, I got to know what marketing you're doing and it kind of helps me understand like what I recommend or what I don't recommend on there. Corey says, Zach, would you entertain someone who has a legit proof of funds, but never had to deal with an assignment of contract before it was willing to pay a healthy assignment fee? Corey, yes. If they haven't worked with a wholesaler before, yes, I do recommend it. I don't think it's too bad to be doing, but just understand though, yes, the legit proof of funds is going to be good. If they never dealt with a wholesaler before. That could be an issue. Uh, so ju just be careful with that. Um, you just got to make sure they understand your process and understand the wholesaling real estate process. Uh, but if it's a healthy assignment fee and they're willing to work with you, then sure. I, I don't really see a big issue with it. Aaron, what is up, Aaron? Aaron asks here, look for the whale and buyers, people who buy more than one property. Great content, Zach. Aaron, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Kenny says, Zach, what's the rule of thumb when you take a deposit or earnest money? Rule of thumb is well, when I'm doing the purchase and sale agreement, uh, what I'm going to be recommending at least 100 bucks, 500, probably max. I've done 1,000 before. Um, for the cash buyer, I would probably say 1,000 at the minimum. I prefer a three to $5,000 earnest money deposit though. Uh, that's really uh, like what, what I'm preferring on that. Tilia has a Tilia has a really good point. You know, if the numbers work for them, then they shouldn't be concerned with what we make. A hundred percent. Juan says, uh, "You do one on one, Zach." I do one-on-ones at that wholesaling houses for real Facebook group, the mastermind. Obviously it's all for free. I, I'm not going to be paying. Like, I don't want your money. I don't want your stinking stupid guru money, but I'm here to teach it for free. Pokey love says, can you wholesale a property at, at auction at an auction? Yes, you can. Are they the best? Probably not. Uh, just an FYI. Let's get it. Zach. Awesome. Crystal says, thank you for, uh, for the free gems. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much, Crystal. Uh, awesome. What is up? What is up? Jason, what is up? Jason says, hi, Zach. I'm looking to work on a subject to how deal on a house in Melbourne. 
Uh, Florida, do you guys still have paperwork or can you recommend an attorney in Florida that can help me at a reasonable price? Yeah, Jason, just uh, DM me. I'll go uh, help you out there. Uh, Randy says, how many deals have you done this month? As of today, probably 12. But don't get all don't get all like on on your high horse like oh it's like the twelve, okay, four or five of them are like legit good ones like over 40, 50k, uh, but understand the other ones are like JV deals five ten k like net to me so like you just kind of kind of understand it at that point but uh yeah they're mostly the, the good ones are the ones that I do in my local market and then some of the JV and virtual wholesaling ones, uh, but I mean it's bigger than usual because a lot of people are starting to JV with me. Um, again, guys, if, if you do want to JV with me, all you got to do is go to uh, slash JV. So let me pop that up here. Uh, we just opened up the JV program. Um, so let me just go here www.flipitherick.com uh, slash JV. If you don't put the www, sometimes it just doesn't work. I literally don't ask me why. Um, boom. So yeah, www.flipwithrick.com slash JV. Uh, that is how you can JV with me and start doing deals with us and me and my dis oh, mostly just my dispo team. Uh, so we did get over a hundred deals submitted that we are working on. So I did make the personal calls to all the people. Uh, I think Chad was the last guy I was talking to. So that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, basically uh, we're going to have my dispo team. If you submit that hopefully tonight or tomorrow, um, our team's going to get back to you guys. We've got some JV agreements being sent out. Uh, we're on some more deals, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm being completely honest with you guys. I, I do this very selfishly. Like if I JV the guys, I'm going to make money with you guys doing real estate wholesaling, like a real estate wholesaler. I want to do deals with you guys. Like I love wholesaling. Like I'm not, I, you, you, you know, the pros and the cons with me. I'm going to show you everything for free. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I want to do real estate wholesaling deals. So I don't want your money doing like coaching. I, I'd rather do deals with people and like actually just do wholesaling deals. So it's a great stream of marketing income for me because like I, I'm making money like doing deals with you guys. Like that's great, right? I'd rather be known as the guy who make, making money. Um, every person who watches and does a JV deal with me makes 10K versus the coach who, who charges someone 10K. I'd rather be known as the person that gives my subscribers 10K for working for doing JV deals with me. Okay. I know people get JV programs that like you have to put a thousand dollars down and then you do the JV deal with them. And then you don't get that thousand dollar back. You get the thousand after, um, they, they do a deal with you. Can we know like, bleh. so, uh, yeah, www.flipwithurk.com slash JV. If you uh, qualify, you can hop on there. Uh, just be, uh, just understand, uh, be with my dispo team, not personally with me. That was only for the first hundred people when it was in a beta. Um, but uh, if you understand that, uh, it should be fine. Let's see here. I'm trying to get the questions down. Um, where's my place here? Um, love Flip with Break. Thank you for everything, Zach. Of course, Jason. I appreciate it. Uh, Steven. Steven. Oh, Steven, by the way, I saw what you uh, told me yesterday and uh, some of my subscribers DM me that Cody person you were telling me about. Interesting. I, I didn't know about that. 
I don't really, uh, I don't watch bigger pockets. So I was new to me. So uh, I, I was pretty interesting though. Uh, that was kind of cool. I watched the uh, whole thing while I was uh, out for a run. So, um, well, I kind of listened to it, but um, interesting. I liked it. Cool. I, I was cool. Um, hey, Zach, I jumped on. Been talking to sellers nonstop. I just wanted to ask you about what your follow-up SMS script is after the initial one you send for people that do not reply off topic. I know. Uh, Steven, so... The follow-up SMS I do do is a tad different. So obviously it's not like a follow-up with a motivated seller. Now, if that person responded and they were interested in selling a property, obviously they're going to get a different follow-up text with me than with somebody else. Uh, but what I've seen is if they don't reply to my initial SMS, I'll just give them another cold one probably in three months because I rotate my SMS. I, bleh, I rotate my SMS markets. So if you were in market A, you're going to get a text in January, a call in February, and then you're probably going to get a direct mail piece on March. And then market one again, next quarter. You get So I text a list, specifically a market, like a big high equity list, uh, once every three months. So Steven, if they don't answer me, I'm just going to hit them back in three months. So I don't care. That's why I, I do nonstop direct mail every three months. Everyone asks me, Zach, like, what, like, how do you do your direct mail? mailingmastery.com in the bottom here. Like that's how I do it. Um, every three months, the acquisitions is really weird and different for direct mail. Uh, so I just have that on the bottom there. Uh, but for SMS, I just hit them cold. Like if they don't answer, I just hit them cold again. And usually with like a batch, cause I'm using like smsac.com, usually you can get hit, hit with a different number. So I think it's a completely different person. Uh, so it's fine. Um, that's kind of my way I do it. Uh, but it, let me know if it's different with you. Hunter says, how do you skip trace an LLC to find the cash buyer for a transaction? Hunter, that, this is a really important question. You know, like how do you find an LLC? How do you skip trace an LLC? And the best way I found is to actually go to the deed or actually go to the mailing address on that property and find the mailing address. Usually the person's LLC is going to be at their personal residence or maybe at an office. If it's an office, it's a bigger company. Usually they're, they're, they're probably not the best uh, for you. So you got to understand that. But that LLC goes to someone's personal house. You can just look up who lives in that personal house and it'll say John C for John C LLC, right? And then boom, you can go talk to them. Uh, if you go to like truepeoplesearch.com, put in that mailing address for the LLC in there and someone's phone number is going to pop up. I love it. It's absolute killer for me. Um, and that's stuff what I use. Dwayne says, seems like good volume. Sets the vibe. Love it. Uh, what's up, Zach? How many contacts do you aim for daily with cold calling? 30 to 50? 30 to 50, I think is pretty good. Uh, for five hours, is that 10 an hour? That'd be really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably push 50 to 100, but I don't think 30 to 50 is too bad at all. I, I don't think that's too bad at all. Hey, Zach, AKA the GOAT. I don't, I don't call myself the GOAT. Um, personally, I think Rick Ginn's the goat for wholesaling real estate, but that's my personal opinion. Um, call, call me whatever you want. I got, uh, I got big shoes to fill in for wholesaling, but, um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say no, um, to you giving me a compliment. So I love it. I, I just, um, I want to be a projection in, in my opinion on the wholesaling industry. Uh, so if the people of wholesaling love it, I, I think it's great. Talia says, Stoney, I'm crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jason says, sounds good. Perfect volume. Awesome. Okay. Ben says, do you need a bank account for wholesale or can you pick up the check? Uh, so here's a really cool one. You don't need a bank account to get into wholesaling real estate. You can get a check. You can cash the check too. So it's fine. Uh, most bank accounts you get for free, like a Bank of America or Chase. So that's it. I always get asked that. Uh, what kind of bank account do you recommend? I like Chase Bank. It's probably the, like, they just have the best customer service. Granted, we're, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good customer of theirs. Um, I hold good amount of money with them. So they kind of treat me well uh, versus Bank of America. So that's what I've seen here in, in South Florida. That's kind of my opinion on it. Um, Steven, Sean, having done upwards of a thousand calls per day, I would say 10% is good. Sometimes 7%, sometimes 15. When blank hits the sickness, I'm going to say uh, it was 20% some days. Yeah, that, those are good times. Uh, but people are too scared to be going on appointments during those times. So it's a yin and a yang kind of. Uh, no Cal says great info, Zach. Thanks. Suggestion. Maybe each episode, uh, you should have a Zach tip trick or hack using a tool site or example, wholesaling deal that closed long time. It took uh, attained. That's a pretty good one. You know, like I, I do a lot of deals and I, I only really like do a vlog on like a select number of them. Uh, so I think it'd be pretty cool with www.flipwithwork.com slash JV and me JVing with a lot of people and kind of getting that up. I'm thinking maybe like once a month or maybe every other week or something, I can highlight a JV deal I've done with you guys. Like, hey, we made 25K. We split down the middle. I think that'd be kind of cool in like, you know, Wisconsin here, right? I think that'd be kind of cool to do. So yeah, I, I would consider that. that. That seems kind of cool. I don't think it'd be too bad at all. Uh, I'm in Riverside. Hunter wants to know, is that a, is this a replay? Um, yes, this is a replay. <laughs> it's a live video. I, I always have to pop this up because too many gurus keep doing live. They, they keep uh, doing live videos, but it's not a live video. So I have to go do this for the, I'm sorry for the people who are watching this after the live's over, uh, but I have to do this every time I, to flex on a guru. I have to go out here and go to time.gov and show the official time. Uh, for everybody here watching, because unfortunately it, I got to flex on these gurus. So you see this, this is a live video. This is proof. This is a live. I literally, I don't know why people do. I am. Mean, these are Q and A's. I don't know. It drives me crazy. That, that sometimes people do that, but come on. Okay. Uh, what is up Prince? How are you? Wayne says my home state is New York, which is an attorney closing state. Should I go virtual and wholesale elsewhere? I think you need to learn. New York, New York is really, really weird about how they do it. Um, obviously, you need an attorney for closings there. It's got a lot of pros and cons. You know, one of the biggest pros that nobody talks about in an attorney closing state like New York is once you find a cash buyer or you get a purchase and sale with the seller, you're usually pretty much locked in. Uh, that's a big pro that not a lot of people talk about. So that's kind of cool. I uh, just understand though, it is an attorney closing state, kind of stinks, but. Um, I, I would say no. Should I go virtual and wholesale elsewhere? I don't think so. I think you should stay there, especially if you're in like the upstate area. If you're in New York City, you might want to go virtual. It, it kind of sort of depends. Tila. Right, make sure I'm saying this. Tila. All right, I'll make sure I'm saying 
Sorry if I said her name wrong. I'm sorry. I, I sometimes get too excited. Um, Hondra says, how do you find a market your deal to... How do you find your, your deal to a bunch of cash buyers via email without it knowing that you sent it to 200 different buyers? That's the thing. When we have our cash buyers, we give it out to the best ones first. And then if it's not really a good deal, we'll send it to some of the other ones. So we'll kind of do it in waves, like our good list, our okay list, and our like, you know, slumlord list. That's sort of how we kind of determine it from there. Olivia, what is up? Olivia asks, when a seller wants to tell their life story, <laughs> been there, uh, do you put in a time cap on the conversation so you're not burning too much time? This is a really important one. You know, when the seller's just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, blah, 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 blah. What I like to do is when they're talking, I usually like to run comps like on their other screen and just like look at comps, look at info on the property where they're talking. Because again, it's the 80-20 rule. So when they're talking, we can be asking them questions about the property um, and, and get it going. So that that's probably how I'm doing it. Um, but yeah. MJJ, what's up? Thank you, Zach. Always great content. Of course, I still love him. Uh, Tila, I'm sorry uh, for saying it wrong. I do have a family member that kind of spells it a different way or says it a different way. So it's ingrained since I was one years old. So uh, my bad. Uh, but um, Tila, please make sure I say that right. Uh, I really want to like, I, I, you always provide so much value um, and, and you always support like, like crazy. So Again, you already know this. I'm terrible with names. Everyone's got to deal with it. I will butcher everyone's name. If your name is John, I will find a way to screw it up because just that that's how it is. And that's karma because everyone spells the name with a K sometimes and there's just karma coming back at me. So, uh, Ernest, what's up? Ernest uh, asks, how do you get your cash buyer to cover EMD if you don't have it or if you told the seller that you'll have it in 48 hours? You're going to have to get your cash bar to give you some of that emd and you got to pay him back like that that's the way to do it that's the way i see it one air says thank you so much for all you do for us of course thank you i appreciate you uh love the debate last week you kept calm and gentlemanly gentlemanly with direct questions i wouldn't call it calm from the both of us but uh it was uh definitely fiery um i try to keep my cool but um yeah i appreciate kenny you uh watching and supporting though this is still good. Sheesh. <laughs> Olivia says per phone call, do you put an EMD time like 10 minute, 30 minutes? Does it? Yeah. On an initial phone call, it really shouldn't go over 30 minutes. You know, like unless it's like a probate, someone's trying to like give me a life story or like a crazy situation. Um, I would probably prefer to cap it at like 30 minutes. Amazing. Jesse started making, uh, Start making calls today, but nothing yet. Uh, let me know the list, everything. I'd love to help you out. Ishmael says, I'm getting a contract signed tomorrow morning. <laughs> Woo! Love to see that. That that always jacks me up to see someone actually going out here getting deals done. So I love to see that. That's awesome. What's up, Zach? Drillio. Drillano says, Detroit in the building. Bro, Wayne County, Detroit, amazing market. Great market. Facebook user says, if you can't find the person that owns the LLC, grab the person with the same last name in the household and ask to speak with them. Perfect. It's a good one. Tila, 
says, how long do you give buyers to return the contract to you at minimum 24 hours? Your cash buyer needs to give you that in 24 hours or less. If not, they're not getting that deal. You're not here to waste time as a wholesaler. Amazing. Jesse asks a question. You know, how do you look up government lists? This is a great question. Government lists are going to be your water shutoffs, your probates, your code violations, your liens, divorce, etc. Most of them you're going to find from your clerk of the court. Also, like fire damage properties, you got to go to your firehouse or the fire department and ask for that. Uh, water shutoff list is going to be from your utility department, code enforcement. Code violations are going to be from your code enforcement department. Baby goat. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, Jordan says, do you have a certain site used to pull lists for leads? Or if you don't, what is your method of pulling the list to generate? So I prefer listrei.com, aka PropStream or Batch Leads, Code Zach. Uh, those are the two main ones I use for pulling lists and leads. Uh, both can do cash buyers really good. Both do comps really well. It's ultimately up to you. And th those are that's definitely the site that I use to pull leads. Clerk of the court for government lists too, if, if you're going to be using government lists, uh, but yeah, I use them all. Again, my favorite website technically for pulling leads is the clerk of the court because it's got the probates on there, uh, but that's just what I've seen. Dylan, Dylan in the house from St. Pete, the man, the myth, Dylan. All right. Hey Zach, have you ever had a seller get upset at closing? When they find out you assign the contract and making a large profit, how do you navigate that with the seller? I've never had a seller upset that I was making money. I've always been upfront with them. You can make more money with a realtor. I've always said, me or my partner are going to buy the property. And I'm always upfront with them. I've never really had a seller upset over it. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe if you interview them after and you tell them, maybe they might get upset. But like, usually they don't care because they just got their cash. Steven says, thank you for the reply to my question, Zach. I think I will tone back my campaigns then. Space out the SMS and rotate the list. Yeah, Steven, just to understand that like when I do my SMS text blasting, it's like they're big numbers. Like this ain't like I'm texting a thousand people. Uh, so, and they're mostly like high equity, like vacants, tire landlords, like big lists like that. Amazing Jesse says, how far into a deal do we have to be before we JV with you? You got to get a contract. Uh, Noah says, can you please talk about how to make a fair offer and the math behind it to the seller? Yeah, uh, basically the way I figure out how to make a fair offer is finding the MAO, which is the max allowable offer. And the max allowable offer is the most we can offer on the property. So basically it's ARV minus repairs, usually depending on your market, multiplied by around 83, 84%. And then that's the most we can offer. And then to make it fair to them, we just want to see what our assignment fee is going to be. It could be fair you're making 50K. It could be fair you're making 10K. It really is depending on how much you want to make on the deal and what's and what your motivated seller is comfortable with. Damien says, Zach, the question no one asks, taxes. What's up with paying taxes on assignments? Damien, we're working on a huge video on this. So this is going to be really cool with like lawyers, uh, like the people that actually know what they're talking about. The, the people way that are, that can't like, no, I have to, before I answer this, Damien, I have to go out and say, you know, I'm a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a tax professional. I, I'm, I'm not any of those things. I'm not a realtor. 
I'm none of those things. So like this is with they take this as the grain of salt for entertainment purposes, what my lawyer makes me say. So just understand that. Uh, so to answer this assignment, assignment fees is income. Let's treat this like you won something at the lotto. Okay. I do a scratch off. I pay five bucks for it and I win $5,000. I have to pay taxes on that income, right? I made $5,000 in the lottery. Boom. I, I have to pay taxes on that. What's the difference between that and me paying $5 for a bandit signs, sticking that bandit sign, printing a piece of paper, putting a property under contract with the seller, and then selling that piece of paper for, a, let's say for a profit, making five grand. And then I made 5k from a check from a title company. What's the difference? They're both income. The difference with you paying taxes, if it's in an LLC or your personal name or a corporation, then that's taxed differently, but it is income. You got to pay it like regular income. Obviously you got state income tax. I'm in Florida, no state income tax. Woo for me. Uh, or you got a corporate state income tax. So I'm a corporation. So Florida, really, I, I don't get the benefit of it uh, anymore because once you're over a certain amount of money, you got to change it. But uh, really it's either a corporation, LLC, or personal name. First two deals should be in your personal name. Use an LLC after you get your first two deals. And then if you're starting to make more money, put in an S corp. And then usually when you're above $150,000, if you're not married, uh, wait, no, if you are under, uh, 150 married, you should hundred percent have that in S corporation. You're scaling it up. If you're a single person and you're making over above, I think 350 or maybe 375, then you got to put it to a C corporation. But, uh, usually a tax person can help you out with that. Hope that answered your uh, question, Damien. But it's regular income. Like it's not special income or anything. Because wholesaling is like a, it's a business. Like you're making money, you're making revenue. There's definitely expenses there. So yeah. SK Film says, I currently live in Canada and I'm doing a virtual market in the States. How do you recommend I call the county's office to pull government lists? Use like a VPN and like a Google voice and just call over the computer or... Uh, if you, if you have like T-Mobile, you can call international. I don't know what your international plans for calling is, uh, you can also email. Is New Jersey good for wholesaling? Some areas, a lot of it's kind of tough. Going to be honest with the higher ARVs. It's all good. We have fun while we learn. Oh yeah. I'm going to ask here, how do I get the memorandum to the clerk of the court virtually? You have to do an e-file. Uh, they can help you out with that. Sweet. Thank you. Of course. I No one's ever said this business is easy. This is a tough business. It is never an easy business. This wholesaling real estate stuff. Uh, but it requires work. I, I'll be the first person to tell you that. Sweet. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Narav says, if you sign a contract with a seller, but I don't find a buyer, what happens? Great. So, great one. So, the question asked here is if I sign a contract with the seller, but I don't have a buyer, what happens? So in your contract, you have an inspection period. That inspection period is your get out of jail free clause. So basically in that inspection period, you have a certain amount, usually 30, 45 days. You can inspect the property and get out whenever you want. That's for most standard real estate contracts. The cool part is if you're in that inspection period, you can just get out of it. No problem. If you're outside of that, sometimes you might have to lose your earnest money deposit. That's why I say max hundred, but usually if you don't have a cash buyer within that 30 days, maybe on day 29, get out of the contract. So you have no risk at all. 
that is my recommendation for it. Now, if you don't have a cash buyer, maybe you can, ex you can get an extension with the, you can get an extension with that motivated seller and maybe extend another 30, 45 days. Usually if you can't find a cash buyer, either your price is off or you're not having a good time or you're not really good at finding cash buyers. You got to decide which one is the problem there. And if your cash buyer doesn't want to buy your deal, ask them why they don't want to ask them why they don't want to buy your deal. Be pretty interesting to see. And usually there's a reason why. Can I use my LLC on the wholesale documents or should I also list my name? Uh, buy it. If you're wholesaling real estate, buy it with an LLC. So on the person's sale, make sure you, the buyer, it's going to be like, uh, I don't know, Zach in four, Zach in LLC. So sign it for the LLC, not you. Yo, Zach, you ain't going to shout me out. Detroit in the building. Bro, I did shout you out. Detroit. 313. What's the best place to find sellers? I think probates and government lists are the best ones. Okay, he must be reading it because he just got to mine and I texted like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, um, I'm going down the list because so many awesome people are giving me questions. And I, I do two-hour lives because I want to get to everybody who has questions, who needs help, um, any cash buyers issues today. I'm always here to help the people out because um, I do take my time answering someone's because ultimately if you, I take this to heart when you ask me a question, it's like you're trusting me enough to ask me something. You think I have enough expertise to answer this. Um, it means a lot. You guys are putting a lot of your trust. You're using your time. You're spending watching me. Uh, so it really, it, it truly means so much to me that you guys do this, that I want to put the effort in to help you guys. I want to put the, the extra effort uh, that none of these gurus, even if you pay them, they, they won't give to you. Thank you for the gold, man. Of course, bro. I'm always here to help, man. Always here to help. Andreas says, I'm nervous about running comps on a for sale by owner. I'm trying to get under contract. What's the best way to know your numbers are correct? Running comps, you're just going to have to see what similar properties in the area are selling for. So that's a 2-1 a three, two square footage, go and find other comps in the area and see what are they selling for? Gets you a little more comfortable with that. Get the right information. Realtor.com, Zillow.com. Those are great comp tools when you're starting out absolutely for free. If you want to pay for something, use like a batch code Zach or like listrei.com. But if you're nervous running comps, usually you don't have experience running it. So just do it. If you go through freewholesaling.com, it's all in there. Like the complete ARV comping guides all in there. Uh, it's pretty simple to do. And once you find out your MAO, which is ARV, after repair value, the, the most the property is going to be worth after you fix it all up, minus repairs multiplied by a certain number, you should be fine. Ty and Ranger says, what's up, Zachy? Doing good. <laughs> I'm blessed. You know, like I, I'm blessed to be standing here today with you guys, providing value and actually just sharing my knowledge to you guys. I'm, I'm trying, I mean, Rick taught me this business and it was unfair the way he taught me because it's such a way that I have such an unfair advantage with you guys. I don't have to pay a guru or anything that I feel like I, and I create a seven figure operation with them. I feel like I have to get what's in here into your brain so you can make your own seven figure operations. Right. I, I truly believe like in my heart of heart, in my soul, that wholesaling real estate is in today in 2022 is the greatest avenue, the greatest channel, the greatest vehicle to bring someone out from, making no money, poverty, 
regular income to becoming a millionaire in under a year or two, three, four, five years, whatever, wholesaling real estate's the key. I, seriously, legally, it is probably the greatest way to make a bunch of money in a short amount of time. And you can create an insanely amazing business doing it. I truly believe that. Um, I'm testimony for it. So many people on here are testimony for it. And I just want to give people the best possible information for it. Obviously, let, let's run some statistics. People don't like this, but I'm going to honestly just give you the statistics. If I have, I don't know, on, on this channel, what, 20... Five twenty-four thousand people watching. Obviously, twenty-four thousand people aren't going to make a hundred thousand dollars this year on wholesaling. But I, I'd like to think that the twenty-four thousand people, they got the best information possible to learn it. You know, you didn't have to pay five thousand to get the right information to try to get the advantage on being successful. I'd like to even the playing field. Versus, I like to believe the people watching my stuff. My 24,000, there's another guru selling a big course for 24,000. My people watching, you guys have a better advantage than them because you got freewholesaling.com, you got free one on one calls, you got all this absolutely for free. That even if you have to pay for this information, you're not going to get. Um, that is what we're saying. Thank you guys for spilling the beans. I'll share this video out. I'm out. Peace. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, love it. Thank you so much, Land. Lano, the billionaire. I love it. Yo, Zach. Thanks, man. Motivation daily. I love motivating the people. I, I love getting the people out of their seats, getting ready to just start wholesaling and going out there, start changing their lives. I absolutely love it. I live for this stuff. I love this business so much. I want to help the people out. MJJ Smooth Criminal asks, can you have the seller sign the contract first before you sign their name or LLC? Yeah. Uh, we had, we, in the beginning with our acquisitions, people, uh, they couldn't even sign for a business because they were actually weren't officers on it. So I just had them have the seller sign it. And then I'd go in to sign it after. And they got me the contract for the week. Italian Rangers says, how much are closing costs usually? And how do I get the cash buyer to pay them? Do I put it in the contract? I think a closing cost percentage usually it's around one to 2% of the purchase price I've seen. Uh, depends on the state, obviously. Uh, but usually maybe around two or three grand for most houses. And, you know, how, how do I get the cash buyer to pay them? The best way to get a cash buyer to pay the closing costs is to write that in the assignment of contract. The best way to do that is just go to freewholesaling.com. It's already in the assignment of contract that the cash buyer is going to pay for it. And it's in, in the right legal jargon. So you're fine on it. Uh, that's why I recommend everyone go to freewholesaling.com to learn how to do it. It's all in there. It all shows you exactly how to do it free the right way. Um, and that's the way we do it, you know. Rigan, what's up? Flip with Rig Nation. Let's get it. Awesome. I love it. Everyone's watching. Do you have an LLC to do wholesaling? No, we have a corporation. I have multiple corporations, trusts, basically any type of. I do have LLCs uh, too. I, I, I've any corporation under the sun, every delegation. I, I run a lot of companies. So, uh, yeah. Bradley says, I'm just starting out. I live in a rural area between Houston and Dallas, Fort Worth. Do you think a city with a population of 40K will be worth the effort to do a drawing for dollars? Yes. Bradley. Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't matter if your market's big, small, little. Drawing for dollars is always going to be the answer. Rural markets in Texas are absolutely crucial and critical. 
I do deals in cities with populations of 23,000 all day. What if the seller wants you to put down like a huge deposit and I'm 22, so I don't have that much money laying around at the moment? LOL, what are your thoughts? Depends how much of a deposit. Just say, hey, we're purchasing this really fast, so that's why we do $100 for the deposit. If this is a traditional realtor route, of course, I'd pay you more. But then I have to do inspections. I might have to close in two months, not faster like we do now. That's kind of my speech for them there. James says, uh, James, I get this question asked all the time. And I think it's a really good question. I think it's something I want to address. You know, what do I ask? Uh, James, so what do I do if the seller asks for proof of funds? Basically, the way to answer this, if they ask for proof of funds, either get, either give them a proof of funds if you have it or, or give your partner's proof of funds, which would be your cash buyer. Damien says, so do I need to pay the same tax as my salary bracket? 30K, I believe. Um, good for you, Damien. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Most likely, that that's going to be your salary bracket, uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I, that's why people do S-corporations, so they don't have to pay a FICA 15.3 extra taxes. Uh, but after your first two deals, then you should be worrying about that, not like now starting out. Amazing Jesse says, I set aside 25% for taxes on my eBay business. That's perfect. Once you make more, obviously you set more aside, but that, that's pretty good. James says, what do I do if it, um, yeah, I already answered that one. Zach, I only have some initial SMS matches for the campaign. Can you give us some extras? Here's my issue about giving SMS uh, ad copy for you guys. That's great and all. If I give you my ad copy, unfortunately, Everyone's going to start using it. And then the ad copy is going to suck. The best is the one you make yourself. Look at the examples I give. Um, that's the best one I've seen. Remember guys, check out my wholesaling group, wholesaling houses for real. Uh, it's getting kind of crazy, that group. So uh, I'm loving the help. I, again, if you want constant questions from me being answered in like text format, uh, I do answer as many questions as I can in that Facebook group, that mastermind. Um, also guys, the reason why I tell you, um, I'll get to Bill's question real quick, but, uh, basically why I tell everyone to do it is because I could ask this question on a daily basis. Zach, how was I not able to get the one-on-one -on -one calls with you on Thursdays? Why, why am I not able to do it? Because you get the link to do a one-on-one -on -one call with me, which is probably you'd have to probably pay two grand to get a one-on-one -on -one call with me for 10 minutes or something like in, in the guru space. Why I give those out absolutely for free. I give you literally two grand worth of value uh, for like a 10 minute call with me or even a 30 minute. I've done hour calls with someone is you have to be a part of my mastermind. Unfortunately, I get thousands of people watching and then hundreds and hundreds of people watching live. I can't talk to 200 people at once, right? I can't even get to 200 people in one two hour session. Um, so I have to make it a little harder for you guys. And I want to get the people that actually providing value. I want to talk to those people one-on-one -on -one first, obviously. So the people providing value, they're in my mastermind. I do run the biggest wholesaling mastermind in the country. Um, so my wholesaling house is for real mastermind. Um, basically it is the biggest, one of the fastest growing masterminds in the country too. I, I, I let the people in my mastermind talk to me one-on-one -on -one and everyone's like, Oh, this is Zach's pitch. This is a thousand dollars. It's going to cut guys. It's free. Literally. You just got to click join group. And, and you're in and then 
on the announcements. I announced the, I, I just have this on here, free wholesaling link. But on Thursdays, uh, on the featured, it's a big announcement that I get the link out to go join. Uh, the it's the link, uh, to join the one on ones. You know, I usually say it's around 5 30 on Thursdays, and you can click and actually join the link. Then you can go out here, ask questions. Uh, shout out to Alfredo, I'll give him the shout out today. Um, just watched Flip with Rick course today, and I got my first house under contract with the seller. Thank you, Zach and Rick, for your valuable information. Bro, I'm telling you, like, I, I want to give a shout out to this. I always tag Rick because I want Rick to see this, obviously. But, um, like, you know, then, then like, when you're in the mastermind, you get, like, private information, which is awesome, guys. It's wholesaling houses for real. But, like, look, like, how did he's brand new. And how do you get this? I did my homework, paid for prop stream. Cool. What list? Um apparently it was a high equity vacants uh whether he'll post the check soon on it um you know you get you get inside information you know um how many how many leads you generated land generated 500 um you get all this really cool information um just from the stuff you know uh what is it is this a oh my gosh this is a mess how do i block this person i'm not we're not doing trading on uh on that no okay blocked so um i block a lot of spam out of the group so they're literally one of the few wholesaling groups without spam on it um so yeah guys so that's wholesaling houses for real no gurus no selling just value those are the rules for the group but um i'll stop plugging that but i'm just telling you guys that's i get asked all the time so i wanted to give at least a minute on the stream just to, for you guys to know how you get how do people get one-on-one -on -one calls with me you have to be in that and that's how you actually uh, get access to it Thank you to Bill. Bill's been pretty patient, so uh, give him a shout out. But uh, I like the profile pic there. Was that Fortnite? Fortnite dance? Oh my gosh. Um, Bill says, what happens if the seller wants you to put down a huge deposit? You don't have that. I think I already answered that one. Uh, you're going to have to use your cash buy, ask your cash buyer for it. Um, tell me what there's, I'm not too familiar with the acronym. So amazing. Jesse says, while I'm looking for a cash buyer, what do I tell the seller? I a getting funds, give me time, etc. So while I'm looking for cash buyer. So ama amazing. Jesse asks, why I'm looking for a cash buyer. What do I tell the seller? I get, I'm getting funds. Give me time. Give me time, etc. So I basically tell the seller, hey, me or my partner are going to come by and actually look at it. Is there a good time for us to come by and look at it? And then boom. And then I just give them time for my partner to go out, which is my cash buyer, to go through the property and look through it. That's what you tell the seller after you get the property under contract. Can you wholesale deals to Open Door and, Red, and Redfin? Open Door, you could. Um, sometimes... I'm pretty sure you can with open door. I've never wholesaled with open door, so I, I'd have to go see. HM says, what service do you use to get the probate leads from the clerk of the court? Uh, I think the only thing since I've started this month is like most distressed houses in Texas. When I skip trace, a lot of numbers are dead. Any advice? It depends on the skip tracing you're using. You might have to pay for skip tracing, but uh, truepeoplesearch.com is usually pretty good. You also do you can also do reverse drawing for dollars where you have a sticky note. Say, hey, this is Bill. Give me a call back and usually get a call back pretty quick at the right phone number. 
Steven says, how do you deal with hedge funds? Will you do a video on it one day? Steven, I got the video for you. Let me pop it up for you. Um, okay. Um, right here. Oops. Let me mute that for you. Um, Steven, go here. Let me see here. Let me share my screen. Steven, this is the video right here. Um, how to find and wholesale hedge fund buyers uh, from Flippeth Rick. Oh my God, we're almost at 25,000 subscribers. That's crazy. Um, yeah, right here, I basically uh, break down how to find hedge fund buyers. Even in the video, you can see me here. I actually, um, let's see if it's in here. Okay, so um, if you can transfer me over, I really appreciate it. Uh, what was your name? So basically there, I'm actually talking to a hedge fund live. This is all a live video. Um, basically showing, let me, let me kind of get rid of my thing here. But you just search how to find and wholesale hedge fund buyers. It's, I'm telling you, it is absolutely killer. Um, it's an underrated live, I think. And it's definitely one I recommend you go check out because that, that's probably the best video for finding hedge fund buyers. Uh, it, it's absolutely killer. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Facebook user says, I've stumbled upon a tax lien property. How do I approach this? Should I be deducted from the purchase price? Should this be deducted from the purchase price for the seller or try to get the buyer to pay? How do you even approach it with the seller? Great question. Tax liens are absolutely amazing. A tax lien is somebody who's behind on their taxes in wholesaling real estate. So, I mean... They're behind on their taxes in the sense where they didn't pay their taxes, so maybe they owe three or four grand. If the property is worth a hundred, then they'd have to pay the four grand. The seller would have to pay it, then they'd net like ninety-six. So approaching tax liens, cold calling is one of my favorite ones out there for it. Also, just door knocking or reverse drawing for dollars. That's how I would approach the tax liens. Treat them like any other motivated seller. Just know they're behind on taxes and they probably have some money they have to owe. But at the end of the day, it's it's kind of like a mortgage. You just got to minus off what they owe versus your purchase price, and you should be good. Andrea says, okay, thank you for answering my questions. Of course, I love answering people's questions. I love talking to you guys. I My favorite part of the day sometimes. I, sometimes my favorite part of the day, first of all, is waking up because I am mean, grateful just to be alive, obviously. But um, I'd say highlight of my day is going on here live, just talking to you guys. Like I absolutely love it. Like Some people, like especially the gurus, I, I don't really talk about it too much because uh, I'm getting too much trouble with them. But uh, they'll tell you behind closed doors they hate going on lives, they hate answering people's questions. They feel like they feel like the people. I, I'm just I'm gonna give you exact quotes. They get annoyed because the people in the comments are cheap because they're not buying their ten thousand dollar course and they're actually not really motivated or they don't have the action to go out there and pay for things uh, for their ten thousand dollar course or mastermind to actually take the real value. And they all look at you guys like customers or potential customers and they, they don't like it. They, they find everyone who comments that hasn't bought their course annoying um, and they absolutely hate it. Okay. And they also do one-on-ones all day. It's, it's, it's crazy. So um, uh, these gurus, they hate it. I absolutely love it because I'm, I'm changing lives and uh, I'm doing this from a way of just helping the people out and helping this industry out. Uh, 
I can't thank you guys enough for the value and support you guys get. Like I, I am like, I'm nothing without you guys, especially when talking about wholesaling. So uh, I appreciate it. Best mail for probate. What should I say? Uh, the best mailer would probably just be a letter. Uh, we kind of show that more in freewholesaling.com, but just a generic letter, um, seeing if they want to sell the property. Uh, Mike says, when you close a deal, what's your breakdown of where that money goes? How much do you reinvest and how much do you pay yourself? When I close a deal, uh, basically most of the money uh, will go back to whatever the expenses are, obviously, which you make more than your expenses if you're running a profitable business. Uh, really, you can reinvest some of it, but some I just take in the profits and then I'll invest it in my own, just increasing my own net worth. That's kind of how I reinvest a lot of my money. Because I mean, I can reinvest it, but like at the end of the day, I'm running a seven figure operation. I'm not trying to run an eight, nine figure yet. So like just slow growth for the uh, reinvestment of it. Jacob says, is there a minimum amount required for EMD in Florida? No, there's not. Good stuff. Thank you, of course. No such thing as a minimum for EMD. It can be a dollar, can be 10 grand. I did a deal recently with the EMD. It was 250K. That makes me sweat. That makes me very stressed. It's a lot of money. Whoa. Stoney, what is up, Justin? Thanks for the info, bro. Of course, of course. Uh, John says, I can provide... No, John, get out of here, John. Um, Jason says, what's up, uh, Zach? Great to see you, Chief. Appreciate Jason. What's up, Jason from South Carolina? I think I got that right. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Appreciate it. White says, do you also offer a land contract? I watched y'all's course video on land sales and didn't know. Uh, we do not have a land contract currently. Maybe maybe in the future we're working on it. Uh, Samra, what is up? Uh, can you explain the reason for doing two deals before getting an LLC instead of just forming an LLC off the bat? Usually a lot of people don't have the money just to make an LLC if they're starting out broke. Obviously, you don't know if this is going to be a legit long-term business for you until you start doing some deals. So uh, that's why I always say it. You know, a lot of people are sometimes just part-time in this business. LLC is kind of, if you're doing it full-time, if you're doing more than two deals and you're consistently doing it, then sure. Hey, what is up King? Mike says first come first serve and highest and best when pushing out. Uh, yes. With my cash buyers. Uh, Roberto says, do letters work better or can I just do skip tracing for commercial multifamily, uh, five units, five, wait, what, wait, do letters work better? I'm not a multifamily guy. So do letters work better or can I use skip tracing for commercial multifamily, uh, five units up? I'm pretty good on the phone. So letters work better. Uh, but you could always try to cold call the manager or get, get make maybe a manager for a unit. Uh, the multifamily, I'm not the biggest, like expert on so just letting you guys know russian eskimo says do you have to open up an llc for wholesaling any tax benefits can we use business line of credit for emd other stuff 
Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you're just starting out, I, I always do the two, like two do, do, do two deals first. That's going to be my recommendation for you. I, I just don't see the benefit of like creating one off the bat um, until you start doing some deals. That's just my personal opinion on it. Um, I don't think you see any of the big benefit unless you're actually making some money. Of course, there's tax benefits, but you don't really see them too well until you actually start doing some a, a decent amount of deals. Russian Eskimo says, I'm planning to open up an LLC. Uh, we'll get money to use from the business line of credit. I heard that they don't check credit or charge fees for six to 18 months. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of debt, but uh, all right, do, do what you want, you know? Some great info coming out here from Steven. Uh, just remember keeping buyers happy is key. Be transparent and give the buyers all all a fair chance to keep them happy. I know a guy in Tampa doing 20 deals a month. He posts every deal on his site. Beautiful. That's sometimes a good strategy because you would want to uh, basically, basically bid up these deals. So it, it's a really good one to be using. So yeah. Awesome, Zach. I'll watch that one later tonight. Awesome. Love to see it. Love to see it. Correct. Wyatt says, yeah, like I see a bunch of distressed homes with boarded doors and windows. I skip traces in prop stream, true people search, and then their numbers are no longer available. Do you just move on to find another place? Yeah, I'll try truepeoplesearch.com. Uh, but if I can't, uh, then sometimes I'll just try. I'll probably just do revert, reverse drawing for dollars on there. Um, that's kind of like what I'd recommend. Um, do you add 6% to your final price to a buyer for closing costs? No, I do not. In reference to tax liens, is it late to wholesale a house that's already been sold at auction? I know in South Carolina, there's a 12 month redemption. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that stinks. Um, tax liens, sure. If it's already been sold, I would not be trying to wholesale those houses. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Uh, and a Doshio says your info is awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Justin says this lounge music is chef's kiss. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad you guys like it. Let me let me check the volume. Make sure it's not too bad. But I think I have to find volume on there. I, I I think I think we're getting a good amount for it. Let me just check here. Let's check. All right. Um, I think it's working. Um, let's just check one time. All right, let's see here. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I have I have lots of music for you guys. I got there, but I, I think the lo-fi lounge is kind of cool. You're in the wholesaling real estate club, you know? It's a pretty cool club to be in. Get out of here, John. Oh my gosh. Um, how do you scale your business whenever it's a fix and flip rental, commercial apartments, wholesaling, whenever not it is. Wait, how do you scale up your business? Whether or not it's fix and flip rentals, commercial apartments, really scaling is ultimately delegating. If you want to delegate your tasks, that's going to be the most important part for scaling. It's getting yourself out of the business. Scaling is doing more efficient or making more money with usually in my opinion, doing the same amount of work, or sometimes you do more work, obviously. But like if I want to go from hundred K to a million dollars, 
obviously I can do it all myself. I'm just going to go crazy doing it. What I would prefer is if I can actually go out there and maybe hire some people. So I'm still working the 10, 15 hours a week, but I got people working for me where I can get more profits and really scale it up from there and making systems, employees. That's the way you want to do it and do it in a way where it's sustainable, not unsustainable. I know people in wholesaling real estate, they go out there, hire hundred, 200 people is unsustainable the way they're doing it. If you do it, through a sustainable way you can scale up. Hello, true. You have a good setup here. Z appreciate that. Jeremy try to make it as nice as possible for you guys. You know, I, uh, I don't know. Wait for the gurus to copy my setup though. Why it says Zach, I literally almost bought somebody's mentorship. And then I've learned so much. I get, I uh, give it a month with your free training. I should have no problem getting it. Why? Let me know how you found me. That's kind of cool. Your life changer, man. I'm always curious guys. Let me know how you found me or found, you know, the channel here or like my value. A lot of people find from YouTube. I see a lot of people from TikTok find them trying to find me now. That's kind of cool. Uh, let me know. I'm, I'm always curious, you know. Uh, Russian Eskimo says, do you like new construction or fix and flips? I want to decide which one is better. Both are fun. Same. I want to be creative and a developer. That's a different business than wholesaling. Uh, fix and flips is going to be better than new construction. I, I would say uh, new construction's a stressful game with permits stuff like that i i am not the biggest fan of that I, i'll just tell you right off the bat um, that is not my expertise and that's not stuff i'm like, extremely comfortable with like obviously i'll do some but like I, i'm not too big on there also guys remember if you're watching this right now we got a lot of people watching um i think it's a lot of people but um like this video subscribe so like this video right now if you're watching and give you a second here uh, why, why we're just waiting, talking, blah, 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 blah to go and actually like the video guys spend this time really quick. I'm giving you a minute to go like this video. Um, just waiting for you to hit that like button so I can get back. The reason why I say this every time I tell people like the video, I, there's like a 20% spike because the algorithm shows it to more people. So I see people liking. All right. Enough people like perfect. So appreciate that. Italian uh, Ranger says, when comping houses, there are newer built after 2000. How close in age do comps have to be? Um, so in comping houses, how close? I would say within five, five years increments, 2005, 10, 15, 20, probably five-year increments. Uh, but really for brand new construction, I think 2018 and newer is fine. 2017 where it's kind of like it's newer, but it's not like too new, new. I think five years is kind of the limit there. Uh, Steven's got, got a great question. You know, Zach, how do you, Zach, do you have a preference when it comes to VAs? Um, my favorite place to find VAs, honestly, is Upwork.com right now. Onlinejobs.ph is pretty good. I still prefer the Philippines. They're the best price and they speak English very well. South America is really cool. You're in Tampa, St. Pete area. So South America might be good too. I'm not really in a, like I'm in Port St. Lucie. So it's not like, a ton of Spanish speakers. So like I might not, I just don't think I need a South American VA, but the Philippines, a lot of people scale it up using there. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the way I look at it. 
this batch release provide FISBO numbers. You actually you have to go out there and get the FISBO yourself from Zillow. South Carolina, awesome. Music's great. Awesome. Chris, I I I, I see Chris's question. Uh, just Chris for you. I, I I got no beef with the dude, okay? Like I, I really don't care. I honestly like I just don't care. Where's my background? The push and pee from Gunna. Uh, I like to change the background for every live. Got to switch it up for you guys, you know. Um, I I, I want to keep. I wanted one part when they created the studio, like one part where it's always going to be interchangeable every single time. I think it's kind of cool. Um, because every other studio and guru type person like has the same exact setup and it's kind of annoying. Maybe I'll change the LED lights. Like, oh wow, that's crazy. You know, he went from blue to red one day, right? Like. I think it's kind of cool. You can change this every single time. And um, gurus are boring enough where they they, they don't they, they don't know how to set this up the right way, and they're they're not they're not like the tech wizards where they can actually do something like this. So I think it's kind of cool. I can do stuff that the gurus can't because I'm not te technologically uh, deficient. Do you answer DMs on Instagram? I try. It gets really overwhelming. I, I try my best. I just I don't have three hours a day to go through them. Uh, but I try going through as many as I can. You popped up for me on YouTube. Awesome. Do your best. The mediator. I appreciate that. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but whatever. Um, Jason, thank you for liking it. I uh, appreciate it. Why it says I would fill out the same purchase and sales agreement even for a vacant land property. Really confused on that. Yes, same, you're purchasing a piece of real estate. If it's a land or a house, sometimes it's a tad different. Use the same legal description. You should be fine. Always depend on states. Uh, but for most states, you're going to be fine with that. Found you after I saw the marketing guy on TikTok, but something didn't seem right at, about how he explained it. I found you feel comfortable with your new venture after watching this. Awesome. I just like knowing how people saw it. Like it, it's always kind of, uh, I think it's kind of uh, curious. So that's cool. Uh, what do you use VAs for? Really? I use VAs for my cold calling. They do my SMS for me. Some of them are actually will do my inbound, like answer calls, but really we're having the acquisitions. People do it more more or less. Um, they also pulled lists for me. That's what my VAs do for my wholesaling operation. Freddie says, let's go gang. Still haven't got my feet wet, but soaking in all the info would like direction. First step. Ha ha. Freddie, let me know what market you're in. I can tell you right now, the best thing to get started is do action. For most people, it's going to be going out there and driving for dollars like you're brand new. That's going to be what I could say. If you want to get your feet wet, start this business out. Trying for dollars is what I'm going to be preferring. Jeremy says, what do you do when all the properties have been flipped? Start over again. Yeah, you, you, you constantly have acquisitions going in and out and actually constantly get more deals. Um, that That's basically what you got to be doing. Uh, you and your dad are awesome. Is your mom also in the real estate industry? Uh, yes, she is. She kind of works with the brokerage side. 
Is it a red flag when someone is super eager to sell? Unfortunately, the truth is, if it seems too good to be true, a lot of the time it is. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's what I've seen. Um, you just got to be careful with that. Like I've had where it seems too good to be true. And there's another wholesaler just trying to like mess with me. I've seen that. It, it's crazy, but it does happen. Um, I've caught people in lines like that before, but honestly, if they're super eager to sell, maybe they're just really motivated. So I would take it with a, I, I would trust I'm on the side of just, I'm a glass. I'm a glass half full type of person. So I would say trust them and uh, go with your gut though. I, I think your guts are really important when talking to these people, but if they want to sell them, they are the owner. Go ahead. Talk to them. You know, that, that's, that's what I'd prefer. I was being a hater. My bad. No big deal. If you're just going to, if you're going to say something that's like kind of a hater comment, I'm just not going to put it up. Like I really like, I don't care. Like I, I'm not going to promote it though. Can we use MLS to get a good split on fix and flips? I'm not the biggest fan of wholesaling on the MLS. Like I, people think it's more sexy. Like when you start doing it, it is not as cool as you think. I can tell you that like hands down. Most people think it's like the coolest thing ever. There's a lot of issues with wholesaling on the MLS. No one really talks about. And that's a lot of wholesalers will not even like your contract. They'll talk over you. It's way harder than wholesaling. Not on the MLS. I can just tell you that right now. Brian says, hi, Zach. Uh, Huma, Louisiana here. Internet service messed up due to Ida. Learned about wholesaling a few weeks ago and I'm diving in head first. Once the internet is fixed. Brian, I love it. I love hearing the stories. I love hearing how people are getting started in this business. Um, that's awesome, man. Hopefully you're doing better. Hopefully your family's uh, good from that hurricane, but uh, awesome. Steven says, by the way, just download your contract on the website. Simple and effective. I like it. Awesome. I love it. <coughs> Wrong pipe. <laughs> Drink the water on the wrong pipe. <laughs> hey, Zach, how are you? I'm pretty good, you know. I'm blessed, you know. I just... I'm so blessed right now just to be able to talk to you guys. And uh, business is better than ever, so I'm happy. Can you explain wholesaling land? Yeah, wholesaling land's basically the process. Hmm. So you got wholesaling houses and you got wholesaling land. Basically, it's the same process. Again, in wholesaling real estate, <coughs> uh, basically wholesaling is the process of finding someone who wants to sell the property, right? And then putting it on a contract and selling that to a cash buyer. Now... You also have the process of somebody who wants to sell their piece of land. You put it on a contract, right? And then you sell that contract for a profit. That's basically it.
how to make sure you don't lose money on a flip how do you protect our downside fix and flips are risky that's why i like a wholesaling there's basically no uh risk on that one unfortunately fix and flipping does have an inherent risk to it so you got to be careful How would you comp an empty, an empty lot zone residential single family uh, that the house has been demolished or needs to be? So there's similar vacant land to use as comps. Um, I would just use comps on vacant land sales. That'd be the best one. <coughs> I made two calls to the same lawyer title company to go over the contracts and make sure they handle wholesaling over the past week left message no call move on yeah go keep going until you find the right one facebook groups are going to be a really good way and a good play for you to actually find the right one taking notes man you'll be seeing a lot of me more awesome why i'd love to see that i'm in arizona do you think it's a good market if it's maricopa it's okay outside of there pretty good Ryan says, if anyone's in Michigan and wants to network, get at me. Awesome. Got to provide your contact info though, Ryan. Steven says, Zach, the people who reply in SMS that the house is not for sale, do you stop marketing to them totally or do you try to go back in the future? If they say, mm, if they say stop, then sure. If they don't, then uh, no. I'll keep marketing to them. Striving rest is if you had three grand to invest in wholesaling, <coughs> man, wrong hole there, um, wrong pipe. But uh, if you had three grand to invest in wholesaling for an eager beginner, what would you all invest in? I would invest in drawing for dollars and systems. I think three grand, you can spend it. You waste your money for not doing the right way. So my biggest recommendation when you're starting out, if you have three grand, use that for systems, drawing for dollars. Maybe skip tracing, pulling list, and just getting cold calling. Maybe using like a dialer. That's really where you should be using that money. Let's see here. Uh, how and where to prospect the properties you find drawing for dollars. I like to know how that works, please. Of course. So to properly drive for dollars, you just got to drive around town. Look for properties that look ugly or distressed. Uh, where I find them is I look at areas where cash buyers are actually wanting to be in. Um, that, that'd be the best one. So you can use like an app. <coughs> now you can actually use like an app. Uh, Listaria.com is a good one. Deal machine. Hmm. Batch driven too. You can use, I guess. Uh, but go out there and actually try to find them and talk to them. Uh, can you do more in-depth videos regarding how to compare other properties and calculate the value? Of course. Again, it is hauleandfreehostling.com too. Mark says, I have a home under contract in Springfield, Ohio, and the realtor mentioned it may need to get transferred to an Ohio contract. Would you affect the assignment? Would that affect the assignment to the cash buyer? 
No, if it's a regular, like you don't need an Ohio realtor contract to do a deal in Ohio. Um, so I don't think you have to transfer it. Maybe the assignment, maybe if you have to, but uh, no, I, I use whatever contract you got. A contract law, it doesn't have to be an official contract from a certain person. Even, <coughs> even in Texas, people like that, you need to write your own contract too. Uh, Narissa asks, I have my podium and prop stream set up. Uh, what else do I need to get started? Uh, make sure you got Google Voice. Make sure that you have a list. You got to get a list, obviously. Um, you can pull it from prop stream. You can do it from the government list, too. <coughs> Man, I drank water the wrong way there. Wow. But um, I would say just getting a script, too. Go through freeholstling.com. That's probably what you're missing there. I've learned so much. Ready to start. Awesome. Uh, Anna says, I've learned so much. And I'm ready to start. Awesome. What's your advice for someone that wants to get into wholetailing? I would say wholetailing. If you want to actually get into wholetailing, I would say the best advice is to get some wholesaling deals under your belt, start closing some deals. That's going to be the best start to get going in this business. I go check there. I think uh, some of the light was flickering, so just making sure. Um, Bless means empower. I don't think I've ever had a live stream that went actually like went out, which is kind of cool. Sometimes it'll it'll do a blackout. I just I thought the internet went out for a second, so just making sure because we I got backup power here in the studio, so I was just making sure. Also, can't believe your course is free. Started last Friday. Already have five properties. You two are freaking wizards. I love you. Argus, you're the man. Awesome. I love that. Awesome. Have you ever wholesale land when they accepted an offer less than the tax assessed value? All the time. Annis asks, which method is easier? The assignment or double closing? Assignment's way easier. What's more beneficial? I would say assignment. Now, double closings when you're making over 50, <coughs> probably over 40K, I would say. Um, Maricopa County, a good virtual wholesale market? No. You know, all the gurus live there. Yeah, I, I, I would say no. Right in California, which systems? Let's look it up. Uh, so Reading here is Let's go check it out. Um, it's in Nor NorCal. Okay. Um, let's kind of see where it's at. 
North okay, so uh, it's kind of north. Um, I know some people that do okay there. Uh, like I've seen people who do it. I'm pretty sure it's ninety one thousand. Let's kind of do the Zillow. Give me the price. Um, so three to two, like not too bad, honestly. I mean, eh, it's okay. Like honestly, I'd rather the ARV be lower, but honestly, I don't think it'd be too bad. So yeah, you can stuff and make money. I would probably like see like Red Bluff stuff like outside there. I'd probably be doing that. Let's kind of see counting. Let's see the county. Um... Shasta County. Okay. So in Shasta County here. Not too bad. Um, like two ninety four, not pretty, not pretty bad. Um, I would probably do the whole county. I would do the cheaper parts. That's kind of what, like, what I would see from there. What systems would you purchase? Do a couple deals first and then uh, give the systems after. Wyatt, what's up Wyatt? Wyatt asks here, I've met some cash buyers virtually. They told me they would purchase properties in a certain area if the numbers are right. So I could possibly do some deals soon crossing my fingers. Awesome, man. Zach, when I'm using a multiple line dialer and I get two answers at the same time, what do I do? Uh, the dialer will actually answer it for you. Like the one, like for you to call and then the other one, uh, you're just going to have to see. Like usually it goes to a voicemail and then it'll be back on the rotation. Um, Wyatt says, how long did it take uh, you to get your first deal and what was it like? Took me about a month and a half, two months, maybe like I'd say a month, but then closing in two months. Um, it was amazing. Like I changed my life. I, I did that deal. I I knew the second one was just inevitable, you know, and then I uh, basically scaled up from there and I uh, did pretty well from that. You know, I, I love it. You know, it's a uh, start of the journey is crazy thinking about those times. Uh, it was fun. The boss. I'm a new wholesaler, which is better for which is better for beginners on or off market deals off market way better. So 
Oscar wants me to explain. Um, how can double closing? So basically, double closing is gonna work where I'm gonna buy the property and then sell it instantaneously. Uh, where I'll go in one room, agree, buy it with my own funds, and then sell it to a cash buyer in that same day, even hour. And uh, that's kind of how the process works. Um, you're buying it and selling it within a day, which is kind of cool. Um, it's called the double closing. Sometimes you don't even need your own money for it. And it's it's pretty cool. Uh, that's all I can say there. Jariah, uh, Jariah, make sure I'm saying that right. Um, have you ever done deals uh, near Sacramento? That's my local market. That's a great market. Um, never done deals there. Let me look at the median price point there, though. So median price point here. Not too bad. I mean, twenty hmm. percent is kind of insane. I, I think four seventy finds five. I, I would just do some of the cheaper areas, kind of west and east is fine. Um, maybe a little more east is probably gonna be better, but uh, it's it's a little expensive. But I mean. Not too bad. You're awesome, Zach. Thank you for answering my questions. Of course, I'm new here. How do I get your course? Freewholesaling.com. Right on the bottom. Freewholesaling.com. I'm in Sacramento, three hours south. Awesome. What do you think about Riverside? Inland Empire is great. It's tad expensive, but... It's in that SoCal area. That's going to be your best bet for getting deals. Hello, Zach. What software app can be used to record both way conversations? Google voice or like a call rail. Have you used double escrow? When do you need to use it? Like for example, no assignment clause or hiding the assignment fee. Yeah, I've done double escrow or like a double close type thing. Um, it'll basically hide my assignment fee. If I'm making more than 35, 40 can a deal, then yes, I'd be using it. Ruben says, how to find strong cash buyers for commercial cold calling. And that's going to be the best way. Kind of like how you find hedge fund buyers. Going to head out, focus on finding some properties. I'll be back next live stream, man. Awesome. Appreciate it, Wyatt. <clears throat> Been there the whole time. Crazy. Having a guy in Red Bluff killing it. Hey Zach, do you do Airbnb? I have a couple. Um, I'm not. I, I like the rentals better though. <laughs> Russian Eskimo asks. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, what do you think of Akron, Dayton, Cleveland, Ohio markets? Are there enough cash buyers there? Is there more of a distressed property or buy and hold wholesale? They're both distressed, low ARV markets. Uh, there are cash buyers there. You're just, your fees probably max around 15, 20 K, but you do a lot of volume there. So it's a great one. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for answering my questions. Even if they sound dumb, they're not dumb, man. Don't worry about it. How do you determine what your wholesale fee should be? Honestly, at the end of the day, your wholesale fee is it's how much you're going to get. Like your wholesale fee can be a dollar. It can be hundred K. It's all on. Mm, honestly, it's up to what you want it to want it to be. Hmm. I'm, I'm just, it could be a, like, I would like the best way to figure out your wholesale fee is the market like that like the market's gonna be the best way to do it uh, that, that's kind of what i've seen so i've made a thousand i made like a hundred thousand on it it's just all honestly just depends really so thanks guys i appreciate it uh these are the 10 things you must be asking your cash buyers today i'm telling you right now <coughs> i'm telling you i gotta drink some water jesus christ um i'm telling you right now freehostling.com is the best way to go out here and learn this business for free Call some cash buyers and get it. Appreciate it, guys. Let's queue up the free wholesaling video and get it going. <clears throat> and uh, me and Rick, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Smash that like button and subscribe and see you guys soon. Boom! Hey guys, Zach in here from Flip with Rick. And after helping tens of thousands of people get started in wholesaling real estate and helping so many people out go from $0 to $100,000 in wholesaling real estate, I'm super excited to announce my new wholesaling mastery course. This wholesaling mastery course will have everything step-by-step -step on the whole entire wholesaling processes. I'm gonna give you real deal examples I'm going to hold your hand throughout the whole wholesaling process. This course will give you everything you need to know to make up to a hundred thousand to over a million dollars per year in wholesaling real estate profits. Most real estate gurus out there will charge you around $5,000 for a course like this. But today, if you click on the link, you will get my wholesaling mastery course for the low price of sellout. What? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean? I knew you would do this. I knew you were gonna go the course route with the guru. It goes against everything we've preached from day one. Don't be a sellout. The course is free. What? I'm, the course is free. I'm giving it for free. Oh, I apologize. Carry on. Jeez, okay. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, duh. Do you think I'm going to go sell out as like a regular guru selling you a course? I'm not trying to make money off of you guys. Guys, over here, all you got to do is click there to just sign up. No gimmicks, nothing. Absolutely for free. It's a free wholesaling course. Literally, I've seen every single wholesaling course. I have access to all the 10,000 mentorships. Guys, I've literally copied them step by step. I literally have an entire course set out just for you for wholesaling real estate. Click on that and let's get started.